Welcome to episode 78 of Delica, a podcast between two friends about the latest in politics, society, and feminism in Indonesia and the world. I'm Stephanie Tankilisan, and Sweetie and Lee is out this week, but we have a very special guest, Anindya Fifi Restufiani, who, along with me, will be talking about the latest Indonesian student protest, which should ought to be called um, civil society protest, as uh, Fifi and I talk about it. When we recorded this interview, we talked on Tuesday, October 1st, so that's kind of where we are, and, you know, this is a rapidly changing and ongoing protests so keep that in mind when you listen to this episode so here's to it Special friend and guest of the podcast, Anindya yep. Restufiani. Hi, um, you can call me Vivi and I am right now part of the Jakarta Feminist Associations. We just have our legal name. Ooh. Yay! And also part of the uh, Call It Back Jakarta. Both of them are movement on uh, feminism and also anti-sexual violence mm-hmm. in Indonesia. So yeah. All I know is she's a badass female Oh, activist. thank you. Um... And also, we have a special podcasting dog right yep. today. You might occasionally hear Udal gnawing yeah. on his toy. Um, but yeah, so we're here with Fifi today to talk about the student demonstrations mm-hmm. currently happening mm-hmm. in Jakarta mm-hmm. and across Indonesia, how it happened, and you know what we can do to support it. Yep. Um, what started the student protest, in your opinion, in your view? I must say that it's not all like a lot of people like really glorify that as a student protest. I think it's because like it's very nostalgic mm-hmm. uh, back to 1998 when mm-hmm. everything was uh, like students were out there protesting. But I have to clarify things that it is not only students protest, but it's basically a civil society, um, like a whole Indonesians, um, you know, like who are concerned and feel like things that is, has been happening in Indonesia lately in terms of democracy is at stakes. Mm-hmm. So that's why people are coming out there. But yeah, I mean, like, the majority of the right. people who came are students. But, right. like, the way it started, basically, it's it's it has been a very ongoing things that we discuss, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, with the penal code, like, a lot of media say that it's about sex ban or, like, mm-hmm. something like that, which is... It's not necessarily wrong, but it's completely minimizing what we are actually fighting for because we're fighting for the for a lot of stuff like democracy, reformation. So it's basically it's like a collective anger. Like we are very angry that like it keeps happening. Like they wanted to pass, like not wanted, they passed a lot of bills that we feel like problematic, and we are afraid that instead of passing bills that we actually need, like the uh, eradications of sexual violence bills, they are passing. Bills that basically it's gonna put all of us in jail for those who are like not familiar with that could you talk a little bit about what is the penal code mm-hmm. you know besides the premarital sex <laughs> there's so many things that is wrong with that penal code that's uh, a whole other there's a lot of uh, there's another whole episode but yeah there's like this premarital this 
sex bands, yeah, like things that people are talking about. Even that, it's um, it's not like it's not like when you have sex and then like they're gonna put you in jail, but like there has to be someone that part of your family who reported it to the police or like reported it to the head of the village. So the head of the village can report it to the police. So if like my kepala RT doesn't like me, like they, he could have just report me by saying like, oh, she's living together with a bule and stuff like that, like with a man and like stuff like that. So because But, I mean, the concern is also, yeah. um, you know, this will actually criminalize homosexuality and yeah. uh, just because currently we yeah. don't have any bills in yeah. place that will... yeah. criminally punish people for loving yeah it is basically like that law was actually also have a very high vulnerability for like a victim of rape or they have like probably a consensual sex with their um partner and then they're going to be forced to get married because like their parents can force them by threatening them saying that oh if you're not getting married then we're gonna report you to the police under this law and that kind of stuff and this is not like it's not something that we're making we're not making this up because like we have like a lot of cases um especially like victim of rape being forced to marry their rapist rapist. like they we have a lot of you know yeah yeah it happened before a lot and stuff like that other than that like we are also trying like Uh, things that are very affecting women, like it's that one, the premarital sex ban, and then the one that will criminalize a victim of rape to uh, access a safe abortion. A lot of people argue like, oh, it's already in the, um, there's this bill that passed by the Ministry of Health, uh, basically mentioning that there is an exception for a victim of rape. to access abortion within 40 days which is kind of bullshit because like it's 40 days not from the day of conception but 40 days from the last day she had a period so what if like she got rape on the 28th day after she got period yeah so So who is pushing who wrote this bill and who's pushing this bill forward like so all parties never made a clear statement on like their positions in terms of penal code until we have like a huge protest um in front of the pair on the 24th of september like and then suddenly like the pdip where the jokowi came from they told us like oh we have always been against this penal code like but you never say it to us like why now why just now and then like people like but more like How do you say that? Like secular party, like party, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is not affiliated, yeah, party. non-religious party, like uh, Nasdem, Demokrat, and like Kolkar. I think Gerindra as well. Uh, they were starting to kind of like, okay, this is the, might be wrong or something, like, or something like that. But like, it's hard to kind of like negotiate with party who has a very strong affiliation with a specific religion. Uh, like they are very conservative and stuff like that so, so they want, yeah, they are very, they are supportive to this bill. Yeah. Uh, so that's why like it's been for us. It's crazy that people say like why you never use anything like you you never use any method that other advocacy method that is calm and civil but then we have been doing that for a very long no, time. No, I remember it's like this is something we've been against for a couple yeah, of years now yeah. even within the Jakarta yeah. community. Yeah. And we've been talking about it for yeah, a couple of years, years now. Yeah. 
were they gonna when, were they gonna vote on this? Um, I think they already decided that they're not gonna continue to pass the bill this mm-hmm. year. But this is something that we also this is what we learned from like I think two years ago when we have like a, also a protest in front of legislative, um, the house of the uh, the legislative members. Uh, so we had this protest, and then they say, okay, we're not gonna pass this bill now, and then everything just like we're just okay, fine, and we're just kind of chill and stuff. Yeah. So nobody really paying attention to it, and then suddenly like we're gonna pass the bill now and like nobody knows whether they've been you know like revisit the bills and stuff like that so this is something that we really need to kind of pay attention so once they say like okay we're not gonna pass the bill now but then what's next that i felt like there were so many unnecessary things that uh-huh. they did to us like literally yesterday like we just had the protest on september 13th i was both a participants and also helping in terms of medical like respond team and we are like there are so many rumors saying that you know like we are being anarchy like the, the anarchists and stuff like that it was just like for me it's like an overstatement that people make like they i don't think they actually understand what the an- anarchy means right. but because it's quite organized right yeah yeah program. i mean like it is very generic but also somehow like organized you know like people yeah. just came and because they feel like the fear they feel concerned it's stuff organic. like that yeah. yeah but uh it is very organized and like the thing is i think in indonesia people has this stereotypes towards like high school student especially from this vocational uh high school that people think oh they are uneducated they are rude you know they like to vandalize and like stuff like that but again if we think about it like this law will affect the most vulnerable people in indonesia and they are part of the most vulnerable people in indonesia they part of like people who lived in poverty and i felt like i could have understand the kind of oppression that they they feel and i could have understand why they need to go out there and you know like protest another thing too is like this is a real organic protest yeah um and there's you know suspicions that there's a long history of protests in indonesia that's you know people being paid yeah to to protest yeah and um that's not the case with this right like yeah that's the difference right people generally i mean like i uh, i was there and i felt like all of, like a lot of people say like oh the students like, they probably got paid and stuff but no I even like with what happened last night I because like we were running from the police and then we were just sitting down in this park in Samangi Taman Samangi basically that that's our second medical post so there are a lot of people there that was basically needing like some um, medical aid um, and then like some students were actually we were asking like, are you okay do you like do you want to go home like if you can go home now just go home and then like some students were coming at us and saying like you know um can you order us grab car or like can you order us like transport because like we wanted to go home but if we take 
public transportation like the police will raid us like they will sweep and like because we're students so it's very obvious we're using uniform and we're literally like we're about like we just order them like a grab car and then like suddenly we hear like another shot of tear gas and the police were coming at us like we're not doing anything so like it's for me it's it's just like i don't understand why they need this kind of level of yeah repression especially because we were not doing anything like what happened yesterday was we have a very peaceful protest maybe around 15 47 um in the afternoon and then we saw like a tear gas bomb would drop in front of the uh, the commando car and uh, like people were starting to kind of panicking and then we were kind of like oh because i was medical aid and then i was just like okay just calm down and then the commando car also said calm down like don't don't just stay and like you know like don't panic and stuff like that and then we try like the people like try to negotiate with the police at the other side like we couldn't even reach in front of repair by the way we couldn't even reach there like so they blockaded they blockaded like um yeah like probably like a kilometer before oh wow yeah or like 500 so because if you're not familiar what's going on is like you see a lot of videos where students using public transport are being raided Mm -hmm. and you know attacked mm-hmm. by police mm-hmm. in public transport mm-hmm. without doing anything yeah and i don't know it's just like so out of proportion like yeah. what i don't get is like they've been a lot of bigger protests in terms of numbers right? oh yeah that's also um, a thing that i've been wondering like 212 yeah. and all these other stuff yeah and, you know violating like, yeah. the curfew for protests yeah. and like nothing has happened yeah. they don't shut them with water cannon or like tear gas you know, and like that's also something that we've been wondering, but I don't think we will ever get the answer. Like, especially with the stereotypes about like, oh, all of these vocational high school students are they are very you know mean and you know they're bad people. And like that is like the first stereotype that we have. So like, even like like they say like, oh, like the police do something like this probably because like this high school student or like these students do something bad to the police, but. Do you think it's really necessary? They came there with an empty hand and the police came to them with all of the weapons that they have. And like a lot of teenagers. Yeah, and like protection. Like one of like I felt like yesterday one of the one of the oration that they had like from the students, um from the vocational high school student, things that for me like got me like chills, like it's just like wow, it really hits me. It's like when they ask the police not to not hit them and they just say like i could be your son so do you want somebody treat your son the way you treat us and i was just like wow that was deep and i was just like wow these students know what they're doing so like when people say like they don't know what they're talking about and stuff like they know what they're talking about Yeah. Yesterday, right? Yeah. And like you've interacted with them where when you talk to people, like what is the thing that drives them? I think it's basically with them, there are so many stuff. They are very worried about Kapeka, the the uh, corruption um agency and also with the penal code. I feel like they generally like really worried about like where this is going and like things that can happen to them. And one of the article in the penal code if you were like seen wandering around on the street at night, like they're gonna like find you like a one million rupiah 
or like seventy dollars and stuff like that. Which I am. That's basically half your monthly salary. Yeah. Um, I like it's it's like basically like they're just making the poor more poor. Yeah, they they want them to stay at home. Yeah, and then you know. Yeah, and like, it, like, like there's just for me like with this homeless uh, article, I was just like. So what are they gonna do to pay that one million rupee rupee to be more like you know like stay yeah. outside and like what like they don't have house they don't have home that's why they are outside you know and like it is fair it is also very vulnerable for sex workers mm-hmm. uh like they could have you know like they could have charged them with this um this, right. so there would be criminalizations of over sex workers and stuff like that so yeah so I think like those are the articles that they are very worried about so basically. This is an attack on their way of life and just existing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how, like, people consider... Like, some people, like... Some people argue that it has always been in the current penal code. But it's not, you know? Like, there are, like, for example, the um, premarital sex ban. Like, they they already basically not criminalized. They already regulate about, like, people who are committing adultery with someone who is not their partners if the partners press charge you know because like you know like probably that's a violations of their uh, very sacred uh, relationship over like the marriage and stuff like that and i could have understand like if that happened mm-hmm. you know but they're not gonna charge the people who are like for example the woman who has no clue that the m- man actually has a wife and stuff like that but like so that kind of stuff um but yeah, people say like, why are you refusing the new penal code when our current penal code is actually um, a product of the colonization? And I was just like, like, but now this is worse than the colonization. Like, you were the one who's trying to colonize us. I mean, you know, it's like, it's just a different colonization. This is definitely the product of colonization because definitely they have the colonizer mindset when they are like basically drafting the bills. <laughs> And what has been Jokowi's response to this? Well, we try to advocate to his party and also to him for a very long time, right? So the students started to come on the 19th of September, even though we started since the 15th. He said like, okay, he's gonna ask the TPR to postpone the, he only mentioned about the penal code. Uh, the po- postpone the legalizations of the penal code. So he's been like making a lot of statement, but a lot of people were skim ver- seems very skeptical, especially because whatever he said is basically very contradictive with what happened in the field. For example, when he said like, "Oh, I'm gonna keep this democracy alive in Indonesia," and then in- overnight like Dandi Laksono and Ananda Badudu who are like basically people who are like tweeting about this stuff like sharing information on the field were being arrested so we're just like oh you say like you're gonna keep the democracy so what is happening with our friends so yeah so we're, we're like we're basically we're super confused with what is actually going on with the government what's the sentiment on the ground right now i think people are not tired yet especially with what happened like with what the police did i think a lot of people are just like this is not fair and stuff like that that's why they just still want to go on the field and stuff but i'm personally like physically i'm very tired you know um yesterday when we had the protests we already mentioned that like hey we had small wins so maybe what we should do next is just to basically like together we're just gonna you know like hand in hand like observing and like assisting and like you know like do our own advocacy in our own way you know like make sure that they're not 
gonna pass the bill like suddenly or stuff like that keep making sure that they're actually doing their job and stuff like that so i hope that that's what's i hope that like the next dpr will actually i'm, I'm very pessimist but i need to be optimist as well but so yeah there are protests like sporadic protests yeah i think like people in small cities they are still, not small cities uh, people in other cities like they're still like doing protests as well like I think I saw some people who still have like the poster say like second of October and stuff like that. So okay. probably until like third or fourth, like it's will still going on. And Jokowi will be um, swearing in, yeah, on October twentieth. So that's another date to look forward. To. Mm, yeah, I'm, because I'm afraid like people will twist this around if like we continue right. to protest until October twentieth. Because that that's also like another sentiment of like the pro Jokowi people saying that this protest is actually too. Him. Yeah, it just—it's not true. It's not true. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find more information and resources of whatever we talked about on our website, delica.id. Music credits to John Dealey, Lee Rosevere, and of course, Broke for Free. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please review our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. And please share our podcast with your friends. It's the best way to spread the word about Dialogica. If you want to get more involved, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or just shoot us a message on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and our Twitter. Please follow us in these various platforms. Our Twitter handle is at dialogicapod. Also, follow me on Twitter. It's stephtank. That's S-T-E-P-H-T-A-N-G-K. Thank you again and see you guys next time. Bye!